This episode of Keeping It Real is brought to you by Real Geeks. How many homes are you going to sell this year? Do you have the right tools? Is your website turning soft leads into interested buyers? Are you spending money on leads that aren't converting? Well, Real Geeks is your solution. Find out why agents across the country choose Real Geeks as their technology partner. Real Geeks was created by an agent for agents. They pride themselves on delivering a sales and marketing solution so that you can easily generate more business. Their agent websites are fast and built for lead conversion with a smooth search experience for your visitors. Real Geeks also includes an easy-to-use agent CRM, so once a lead signs up on your website, you can track their interest and have great follow-up conversations. Real Geeks is loaded with a ton of marketing tools to nurture your leads and increase brand awareness. Visit realgeeks.com forward slash keeping it real pod and find out why realtors come to Real Geeks to generate more business. Again, visit realgeeks.com forward slash keeping it real pod. And now, on to our show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Keeping It Real, the largest podcast made by real estate agents and for real estate agents. My name is DJ Paris. I'm your guide and host through the show. And in just a moment, we're going to be speaking with Cody Tuma from Offerform. Before we get to Cody, just a couple of quick announcements. One, thanks for listening to our show. Thanks for supporting us. If you want to help us keep growing, we just ask that you do two quick things. Number one, tell another realtor about our show. Uh, think of one other agent that could benefit from hearing from top producers and innovators like Cody Tuma. Send them a link to our website, keepingitrealpod.com. If they are an avid podcast, podcast listener, just have them pull up their podcast app, search for Keeping It Real, hit the subscribe button. We would appreciate it. And second, please review our show. That really helps us, number one, learn what our audience wants and also how we can improve, um, but also helps us with the search engine visibility in the different podcast directories. So if you're listening to this show on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora, wherever, let us know what you think of the show. Leave us a review. We really appreciate it. Um, but enough about that, right? You're not here to listen to me ask for things. You're here to me to interview our guest. So right now, let's bring on Cody Tuma. Today on the show, we have Cody Tuma from 541 Home Sales, uh, also Premier Property in Oregon, and he's also the founder of OfferForm.me, which is a revolutionary new way to gather offer information. Uh, obviously, super exciting to talk about right now with how challenging it can be for buyer representation to get offers uh, noticed and written, especially if you're doing multiple offers. Uh, anyone who's working with buyers right now knows that struggle, and also investors tend to know that struggle all the time because they're always writing offer after offer. But let me tell you about Cody first. So Cody was raised and born, born and raised, not raised and born, born and raised in Bend, Oregon, and he graduated the University of Oregon in 2015. He began his real estate career shortly after, and he's doubled his 
production year over year. He started a team, hired two admin uh, in the last year, which has really helped him boost production even higher. He discovered another passion in real estate and has ventured into the investment side within the last few years. And his most recent venture is in the software space, which is offerform.me, which is a tool designed to help real estate agents write better, more competitive offers. So I want everybody, uh, except for the people that are driving right now, to check out offerform.me to learn more. And we're going to be talking about what Offerform does. Um, but I love the fact that we're not just talking to a tech owner with a with a product or a service for realtors, but also an agent who is a top producer who said, I need to build something to help with my own offers. So well, to Cody, welcome to the show. We're super excited to have you. Thanks, TJ. Really appreciate you having me on here and excited to, to talk to you and your audience about uh, kind of my career and kind of how I got started on everything and what uh, what led me ultimately to offer form. Yeah, let's let's start at the beginning. So, um, you know, and by the way, you know, this is you've really accomplished a lot in the I guess we'll say seven years or so, maybe six years that you've been been in this business. Um, and now you're you're starting, uh, you know, this this tech firm, which I love because I think so many tools end up being born out of necessity or frustration. And so I'm excited for us to start at the beginning, learn how you grew your business. And then to a point where you're like, I got to build my own tool and oh yeah, I'll make it available for other agents to, to check out. So let's start at the beginning. So you graduated school and then did you know immediately that you wanted to be in real estate or did it take some time to figure that out? I had absolutely no idea. Um, prior to graduating school, I was actually kind of running this online e-commerce business. And it was just kind of like this side hustle. And then it just kind of turned into like a business that really wasn't making much money, but I just like was in it. So I just kept doing it. And then it just kind of fizzled out as I graduated school. And then I was like, well, shoot, what am I going to do now? Like, I don't really want to keep doing that e-commerce thing. And I you know, I'm probably going to move back to Bend where I'm from just because, you know, I got friends and family there and I'll go back there and I'll figure it out. And I just kind of wasn't sure what I wanted to do. And I started just kind of looking around and maybe getting a, a job somewhere at a startup or something. And um, I talked to a friend of mine who was actually a real estate agent and she like, I kind of like had picked her brain. I was like, you know, Hey, look, you know, how's this real estate thing going? You know, and she pretty much had told me, she's like, yeah, you know, it's great. You know, I, I make about $80,000 a year. And I thought to myself, $80,000, you know, that's, that's not too bad. That's not maybe bad. something I could do. Yeah, not bad. And, uh, you know, I was asking her, you know, how's the freedom? And she's like, oh, yeah, you know, you're your own boss. You got all this flexibility. And I was like, you know, maybe, maybe <laughs> I'll just do real estate until I figure out my next move and what I want to do next. Because I've always sure. kind of been drawn towards tech. That's originally what I went to school for is I thought I was going to go to school and be like this computer programmer and then I realized I didn't want to do that. I was actually just going to get into like more of the, the business side of things. Um, so ended up just doing business and then, um, yeah, so graduating and talking to this agent. So I was like, okay, cool. Well, maybe I'll try that. So I start taking my real estate license and it takes me like, I don't know, three, four months to do it. I just kind of keep putting it off and it takes me a while and finally get the license. And then I end up uh, my brother he tells me he's like hey you know i'm getting ready to sell my house you want to list it and i was like nice absolutely i would love to list your house and so that was my first client with my brother and i made ten thousand bucks off that commission and i was like wow 
this is the best job ever. That was super easy. <laughs> the the phone just rings with with, oh, yeah, with, just... with family members <laughs> waiting for you to sell their, their homes. Yeah, and, and so I do that deal and then uh, about a month goes by and I don't have anything in the pipeline. I don't know how to generate business. I don't know how you to You need more anything. brothers. You, you, you needed more family <laughs> exactly. members. Exactly, I need more family members. <laughs> And so I, I was just like, wow, okay, like, how do I do this? I don't really know what to do. And so I actually ended up, uh, you know, spending the next like four or five months, just like not doing dollar productive activity things. I was like working on my business card. I was working on my website, working sure. on just all these things that don't actually generate business. And so finally I was like, okay, I got to do something different. So I ended up going to, I was just like independent. I didn't have any sort of mentor. I just, before I listened to podcasts, I literally had no clue what I was doing. And so finally I ended up going to um, a different brokerage. I was approached by somebody who was at like this top brokerage um, that is from Portland, Oregon, and they're moving to Bend and like, Cody, you got to be a part of this. You got to listen to this guy. You know, he's, he's got a huge team in Portland. And so I kind of got inspired by what, by what he was doing. And he kind of like told me how he was doing his business and how he like had started his foundation on online leads and Zillow leads and, and all that. And he's doing like 80 million a year in production. And it's like, yeah, come, come work for Premier Property Group. And, you know, I'll kind of take you out of my wing and kind of tell you a little bit, you know, what I'm doing and, you know, whatnot. So ended up going, hanging my license at Premier Property Group and, this, uh, this guy, Steve Nassar, he just kind of like had inspired me to basically just do things a little bit differently than how I had been doing a little bit more structure. So I started, ended up paying for online leads. So I was like, all right, I'm going to take all the money I have and dump it into online leads. And I think I was spending like three to $4,000 a month on online leads. I was like, I'm going all in. Let's just see what happens. Yeah. And then the leads just started just flooding in. And one thing that I've always pride, prided myself in is always being available for my clients and always picking up the phone. And that's kind of what helped build my success is I'd get a lead that would come in off of Zillow and I'd, you know, talk to them, listen to what they need, go look at a house with them. And then I would just stay in that constant communication with them and just always picking up the phone. And, uh, one deal turned into another and, and, and another, and like my, my first year, you know, I'd only closed like a few houses, but then the second year production started to pick up. And then, and the third year it was like, wow, okay, I've really got something rolling here. And I think my third year, I ended up doing 10 million, um, in sales volume, um, just by myself as a solo agent started like looking at different like lead sources, started branching out and calling expireds and FISBOs. And uh, then it started to get to a point where I was like, wow, I've got you know, so much going on here. I need to kind of expand this. Um, so then I was like, okay, how can I expand this? And I had heard, like, heard people like bringing on like, you know, assistants and transaction coordinators. And I've always been of the mindset of if I can do something, do it myself. And so like, I used to take all my own, all my own photos in the beginning all my own videos, like all that. And it would take so much time to take yeah. those photos and those videos. And I started to learn the power of leverage. It's like, okay, <laughs> I can, I can spend four hours photographing this house or I can pay somebody, you know, to do that while I can be, you know, maybe doing some outbound prospecting calls sure. or, or whatnot and, and have somebody else do that while, while I, you know, work on gathering more business. So yeah. So I, I just worked on continuing building the team or building up my um, production and eventually started a team. 
Uh, yeah, a cu- couple things I just wanted to to touch on that that I think are really interesting and important. Um, first, just most immediately that that you were just chatting about, which is um, leveraging you know other uh, other you know people to help you with the parts of your business that you know whether you enjoy them or not, maybe you recognize is not the best use of time. Um, and you know, a photographer, I think probably most people don't take their own, most agents uh, don't probably take their own photos because number one, they won't do as good of a job as, uh, you know, as a professional photographer. However, if you do have that skill set where you're taking unbelievable photos, it's very difficult to then say, well, I want to, I want somebody else to do it. I'm willing to pay a few hundred bucks or, you know, and that was my problem. (laughs) Well, sure. And that, and, and that is a legitimate thing. So I think this is a really important conversation that I really would like to have on, on a future episode, which is how do you go from doing everything yourself, which you know, and, and I'm Cody in particular, I'm, I'm sort of speaking to, to Cody, um, but anyone who's listening understands this because I struggle with the same sort of thing, which is I know when I do, when I do certain things that I'm going to do them better than I suspect the vast majority of people that I could even hire to do it. And, and it, and it becomes tricky to sort of let go of that, um, that control because you know, it's going to be done correctly. But then it, then again, it's like, you almost need like a third objective third party to look and go, Hey, that's great. And you like doing that. And that's fine. Except you're spending, you know, four hours a week on it or, or whatever it might be. And, you know, if you gave it to someone else and maybe if they only did 80% as good a job as you, is that good enough? Which it might be, it might not be, but if it is well, and you pay a little bit for that, um, boy, you just saved yourself, you know, a whole bunch of time because you're probably going to make more than $200 in, you know, doing business building activities in those four hours. Um, so I, I know that struggle. I have it myself with certain parts of what I do. Um, and so I think it's really important for, for agents to always be objectively sort of looking at their time and making sure that, you know, are they engaged because it can feel really exciting and fun and fulfilling to do creative things that aren't necessarily business building, like taking photos, videos. I mean, it's fun. It's exciting. It's probably a passion of yours. So I understand, and there's value in that and there's value in doing things that are really rewarding and fun. Um, but then it's like, okay, well, but I'm spending a lot of time on it and it doesn't really generate business. Um, so I, I understand the struggle. So I applaud you for, it has taken me years and years and years to even allow anybody to do any part of my business. Um, because I'm like, no one else can do it the way I can. And the yeah. fact is that's simply not true, but also it just required me to like, uh, you know, let go a little bit. Um, yeah. so, so that, that was one thing I wanted to mention. I'm just curious, was that struggle for you to really sort of give up some of that control in order it, to, it, it definitely was. And I feel like it would have been easier if I didn't possess the skill set to do photos and to do That's video. It. If I, yeah. if I didn't know how to do it, it at all, yeah. it would have been so much easier because I would have just hired it out from the beginning. But because I did know how to do those things, yeah. it was like, okay, I'm going to take the time to do it of and course. I'm going to do it right and all that other stuff. So it, it made it that much harder, I think. Yeah. I also want to go back to, to lead generation. So I, what I think you you've done is, is quite remarkable and, and you got, you sort of, sort of went through this quickly and I want to step back and just slow it down just, just for a moment, yeah. because, uh, buying internet leads, you know, it's, it's such a, uh, people have such a, 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 um, an intense response, you know, it's either, oh my God, it's the greatest thing or doesn't work, you know, and you, you get yeah. people typically on, on, and I think most people go, well, it works for some people. It doesn't work for me, but to me, and I'm not saying everyone should do internet leads because I don't think they're for everybody, of course, but it is a skill set that can be developed. And what's remarkable is 
that, you know, depending on whether you're getting exclusive leads or if they're sending them to three or four agents that you're sort of competing with. Um, and it, they certainly are, are difficult. Um, but I'm curious on how did you find making those calls? These are people that don't know, like, or trust you at mm-hmm. least for, you know, on the first call, right. They, they don't yeah. know who you are. I mean, maybe they're open-minded and you sound like a nice enough person, but did, did you find what was this? Not that you have to give away your secret sauce, but what did you find right. was the, was sort of the, the way that you got through to some of these, and, and then we can get into FISBOs and expireds, because to me, those are, those are like jumping into a lion's den without any clothing. And you're like, please yeah. do not attack me. Um, yeah. because, but, but to have success in those people do, they absolutely do. So just curious yeah. if you had any suggestions for what worked for you and what works for you for dealing with online leads. Yeah. For the online leads, I would say the single most important thing you can do above all else is call within seconds. As soon as that lead comes in, you press the call button. I mean, that is, even if you're terrible on the phone, the fact that you are getting back to somebody that quickly, like, I don't know how many times I've called someone within seconds of them pressing the inquire button. And they're like, wow, that was really fast. And like, I think that alone shows people that like, wow, this, this agent cares about his business. He's on top of it and he's doing everything he can to make sure that he takes care of his clients. Um, so that was the single most important thing that I did that really differentiated me and helped me stand out from maybe some other agents that work online leads. Um, and then another big thing is when I get that lead on the phone is just, you know, finding some commonalities, finding some common ground and, you know, building that rapport with that lead and, you know, the, my, my second biggest thing is, you know, once, you know, we've kind of had a little bit of conversation is to, you know, if they want to look at a house, you know, even if they're not pre-approved, I don't even ask them if they're pre-approved. I just right. want to get in front of these people and I want to build that relationship with them right away. Because I think be, like being face-to-face, it's easy to tell someone no over the phone um, and go work with other people if you just only talk to them on the phone. But if you've actually shown, looked at houses with this person, with this agent, and you've taken the time with your client and whatnot, I think it's a lot easier to build that relationship. And, and someone wants to work with you a lot more if you're, you know, actually getting face to face with them. We we've used to have uh, Zillow. In fact, they're likely coming back and we're very excited about that, but we had Zillow on the, uh, on our show for, for about a year, they'd come on every month and talk about best practices with dealing with their leads. And they said the best thing that anybody can do when they, as soon as the you know, for the live transfer leads, they already sort of pre-qualify them a little bit on the phone and then they pass them through with, you know, this phone transfer. And then they, they would always say, just get the appointment scheduled at whatever mm-hmm. they want to go see. Don't yeah. ask them about pre-approval, just exactly yeah. like you were saying. They want something, give that to them. And then you can always circle back to all yeah, the absolutely. things that you you need and you can always yeah. cancel the appointment. That's also the other yeah. thing. It's like, hey, by yep. the way, oh, you're not qualified. You know what? Let's let's cancel it for now. Let's get you pre-approved. Then we're going to rebook it or whatever. Um, yep. And then I have one more question because to me, I just, I love the courage of calling for sale by owners and expired listings because, um, and maybe, maybe I've just exaggerated it in my mind that they're all just like, screw you. Why are you calling me? But I will tell you a funny story. So this just happened two days ago. So our, our owner has a property in Las Vegas. It's a single family home and they're in the process of moving back and 
to Chicago. Anyway, so they're put there. He put, he's and he's an agent here in Illinois, not in Las Vegas. So he just for fun decided to put his to see what kind of offers he might get because the real estate market in Las Vegas is nuts right now. He decided to put his um, home uh, for sale by owner. I think he has a friend that's a broker out there. So anyway, he just they put it on as a for sale by owner. And I go, how many phone calls did you get within 24 hours? Because you know, as, as for our listeners, if you're not aware, you can subscribe to services. There's lots of them that will send you for sale by owners and expires every single day. So he got put on the list for the next day for all those services. He said he got 34 phone calls from realtors and, and the Las Vegas market is particularly goofy. So I don't know that that's representative of, of everyone in the country's experience when they use, when they go for sale by owner. But I'm curious, what was, what, what, what works for you calling expireds and FISBOs, which these are people who are either actively probably a little pissed off at their last agent, if it expired, or there are people who said, I don't want to work with an agent at all anyway, on the FISBO side. So just curious on how you get through to those people. Yeah, it's kind of a similar approach to how I work my, with my online leads. I want to sit down with them in person. Yeah. Like I, sure. I, I listen to their frustrations. You know, usually I'll call them up and they'll tell me, "Oh, I'm not listing," or you know, they're just they're just very angry because they had such a poor experience with their last agent. Either the last agent didn't, you know, fulfill the expectations that were were promised, or you know, they just dropped the ball somewhere. They're very frustrated with real estate agents, but I think the statistic is like 80% or something of expired listings will list within like the next 90 days or six months totally. or something like that. Totally. And, and so like what I want to do is I want to be one of the first agents they talk to, or at least be in the group of agents that they talk to. So I just really work on um, just by call them up and, you know, tell them, Hey, basically, you know, give them my spiel. Hey, you know, this is Cody with five for one home sales. I noticed your property recently went off, uh, off the market. You know, I was wondering, you know, kind of, can you tell me a little bit about what happened there? Is the property still for sale? And then just kind of, you know, just talk to them and then just do whatever I can to just try and get that appointment and to get face to face with those people. And then when I get face to face with them and then dive into more of the details and then they really go on and tell you all oh, their agent, blah, blah, blah. And they just really just lay it on. Yeah. And then I just kind of, you know, come from it from like a value out of, you know, how I'm going to be different and, uh, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And it's, it's, it really is just, you know, having the resilience to just keep making the calls and to keep going on these appointments because you're not going to get every single one of them. But, you know, even if you, you know, you make a hundred calls and you get 10 appointments and five listings, you know, it's, it's five listings, it's five listings you didn't have. And in huge. my market, the average price is 700 grand. So, you know, that's a pretty decent sized commission check. And so, yeah, it's it's amazing. And you said something that I just want to sort of reiterate because it's quite brilliant, actually. Uh, what Cody just said when, when he makes the first phone call, you know, he does get really curious. And I suspect almost nobody says the phrase that you used, which is, hey, I saw your home just, you know, for example, an expired. I saw that it went off the market. Can you tell me what happened? That's amazing because at that point, those people do have a story to tell. And it, and like you were saying, yeah. usually it's like, well, our agent wasn't very good or they dropped the mm -hmm. ball or blah, 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 whatever. They're going to want to vent about it a little bit. But just to say, can you tell me what happened is really an unassuming, um, disarming question. Because you're not saying, hey, I want your business. Hey, um, what's the deal? You want to work with an agent? What, you know, you're just like, hey, tell me your story. And I mean, that is a brilliant line. I really want to honor you for that because I think that sentence in and of itself is huge. So anyone listening, if you're making those kind of calls, 
get get the story and they're probably way more willing to share that with you than going up and asking them for the listing right then and there uh that's really really brilliant i love that so i just wanted to to, to pinpoint that little phrase because I, I think 99 percent of agents wouldn't think to ask that yeah right yeah away. definitely yeah. yeah and uh you know if I, I i've just been so busy with everything else like i i i like a lot of agents you know you got to time block it and you got to put it on the calendar and you got to set a time that you got to dedicate you know you're going to make your prospecting calls or your expired or your physical calls you know every single day or monday through friday or whatever at a dedicated time period because honestly like when i sit down and i dedicate and i make those calls i get about one to two appointments per hour i mean that's not bad so it's incredible incredible so it just it just takes the time you know you just gotta you know just do it and you got to keep calling too right like if you don't yeah. get the person right away how how long will you pursue them before just giving up entirely um i'll usually continue to follow up until they tell me not to brilliant so you probably have people that you have left a lot of messages for and 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 yeah and if and and if they're annoyed by it well they'll tell you or if they're yeah they don't want to hear from you again they'll tell you or they'll just yeah. keep banking those those calls or messages and go man this person's really persistent and some people yeah. some people really are impressed by that level of 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 attention and persistence um so anyway i love that but i, I know we want to get on to other things but i just wanted to really honor you you just gave our, our audience a tremendous amount of value even in just the first half of this and then i, I want to talk about you know you, you mentioned sort of time blocking and now i want to switch over to systems and of course talk about offerform.me um tell us about you know the importance of systems and then how you came to develop offerform yeah yeah absolutely so really where i first started to systematize everything that i do is when i thought about getting an assistant to help me with my production and it was right after i did 10 million i was like wow you know things are really starting to get busy for me i probably should get a transaction coordinator my brokers you know hitting me up all the time saying that there's things wrong on my paperwork and i don't have time to go fix it i'm just like not a paperwork person i don't like doing the admin stuff I was like, all right, it's time to hire someone out to do the task that I don't want to do and I don't have time to do anymore. Um, so that's when I actually looked at getting a virtual assistant and I had no idea. I've never had an employee before. I've never had a virtual assistant or anything like that. So when I got this virtual assistant, I pretty much was like, I need to systematize everything that I do, basically write it down on every yeah. single step, step that I do. And I used a project management tool called Trello. And I basically oh, sure. would list out every single task that I do from when I get a contract accepted, you know, to open up escrow, to make sure earnest money's ends and confirmations to buyer. I mean, there's like 30 steps involved with, you know, with these different tasks, depending on what happens. So I basically just laid it out an entire task list and I would record videos for this virtual assistant on all of these different steps and all these things to do. And it, just was a game changer for my business. Like I pretty much didn't have to do any admin stuff, any, any paperwork that was all done by my assistant. And it just made my life so much easier. And I was like, wow, okay, this is, this is amazing. And then the real estate boom of the last 18 months, it really started to ramp things up. And I've been a single agent up until this point, And I, was just, I was working with so many different buyers and whatnot. And what I had started to notice is that I was writing up offers for, I had one client that we wrote 25 offers for this, <laughs> this poor family, first time home buyers before they were actually able to get into a house. 
And it was like the same questions that I was asking them over and over again. It's like, all right, guys, what do you guys want to do for purchase price? What do you guys want to do for earnest money? Okay. Do you guys want to ask for any personal property on this one? Do you want to do the appraisal gap clause? Do you want to waive the inspection? How many days do you want the inspection contingency to be? I mean, there's so many different data points and information that you need to gather when writing up an offer. I was like, man, you know, there's there's got to be a better way to do this. And so I basically just went and made a basic form online to gather some of this basic information. And it was just like the basic stuff, the spelling of their name, the address, and the purchase price, earnest money, and closing date, just some really basic questions. And I started sending out this form to my buyers like, hey, guys, you know, like based on what we talked about, please fill this out. And as soon as I get that filled out, I'll get writing up the offer. And so I would start sending it out to my buyers and none of my buyers like said it was weird. None of my buyers complained about it. It was actually like positively received. And I was like, okay, yeah, this is really, this is really great. And it's really helping me systematize the process because I can send that form out to them and then I can be showing other houses. And it was, it was great. And then a friend of mine, actually my business partner in offer form, um, he's a longtime friend of mine. Um, he actually had came over to my place and he was asking me about my real estate business. Him and I had always talked about starting a business together. And I was telling him about kind of how I'm gathering up offer information. And he's like, that is amazing. Like I have had such a poor experience on the buyer side with my realtor getting my information wrong because we talked yeah. over the phone or it's just so much back and forth over texting, you know, at upwards of an hour or two hours. And it's just so much back and forth. And he's like, if this would have existed when I was in the um, buying process, this would have made my life so much easier. And he's like, we need to take this and we need to make a business out of this to help other realtors and other consumers with this. And that's really where Offerform was born. So we took that idea of what I was using in my business and really expanded upon it. And now what Offerform is and its current inception is this beautiful form tool that real estate agents can send to their buyers. And on these forms, it's got all of the questions and stuff that I was mentioning, the buyer's information, contact info, um, earnest money, um, personal property, if they want to have an appraisal gap clause, all these different things on there. And what's really cool and what I know as an agent, branding is so important. On this offer form, the buyer or the, the agent's contact information is in the top right-hand corner. It's got their bio and stuff. If, they, if the buyer were to click the, the agent's profile link there, shows them their bio and all that information on there. And anytime they can click to call their agent if they have questions on the offer form. And then we've incorporated so much education into each of these questions that like on earnest money, for example, we have like a 35 to 45 second animated explainer video explaining what earnest money is. Because I don't know how many times, that's probably something I'm asked all the time, what earnest yes. money is. And so what's super cool though, so we, we know agents are lazy. So we had offer form designed all these templates to be, totally out of the box, ready to go. You know, you just send it off and it's got all this education. But for agents that would rather kind of make it more personalized, I can come in there and on these forms, like with earnest money, for example, when I'm asking the buyer for earnest money, I can go in there, create a video of me explaining earnest money right there on the form. So I'm, you know, it's my face, me explaining it, you know, hey, here in the central Oregon market, we're seeing about one to 2% of the purchase price for earnest money. It's a good faith deposit for the seller. Here's how it functions. Here's how you can get it back. And it's just this really personalized conversation and explainer of what earnest money is. So as your buyer's filling out this form, they're seeing that they're like, like, wow, you know, Cody is this expert. He really knows what he's talking about, you know, in regards to real estate. And it's super cool too. 
because it allows the buyers to fill this out on their own terms because buyers are super busy. Everyone's super busy nowadays because um, normally you're just texting back and forth or you're on this long call and then it's like, oh shoot, I forgot to ask them. Do they want the washer and dryer? And so it's like all this back and forth banter with gathering up this information. Whereas with Offerform, they can just fill it all out at their own leisure and be able to input that and get it whenever. And when agents are out showing houses, they don't have to you know, be back and forth texting either because they can just get that link from their buyer and get all that information. So this is really solves a, a number of problems. One being all the back and forth, we'll call it more casual um, communication, phone calls, texting, email, where oftentimes when you're working with your clients, your buyer clients in particular, although sellers as well, um, there's just a lot of different channels of communication. You have oh, wait, did they text me that? Or did they email it to me? Or did they leave it on my voicemail? And you're just mm -hmm. kind of going back and making sure you have the most current um, sort of answer for what's the purchase? What, what do you want to offer? What, what do you want to offer for uh, you know the price, the earnest money? Let's make sure we get all the, the everything spelled correctly. Um, so I, I think it solves a lot of that, but it also allows the agent to not have to draw something up from scratch each time. And it also gives, I think, the buyer sort of a, an accountability factor so that we're both on the same page. We know the actual right data. So we're not worried about old data or, oop, you know, I, they left me a voicemail, but I missed it or something. Um, can, can you talk a little bit about what the workflow is? So I'm, I'm a buyer's agent. I take a buyer out, see a property. They're like, let's put an offer in. So how does it work from there? Yeah. So how, from how it would work from there is I would go into my dashboard as a realtor into offerform.me, log into my account. And then I would see that we have templated forms. So we have like a standard buyer offer form, which is like the standard questions, a new buyer form, which might have a little bit more education for someone who's never bought a house before. Then we've got another template, which is like a competitive buyer's offer form. So if you know you're going to be writing this offer in a super competitive market, it's going to have uh, tips and tricks on how to get your offer more likely accepted with things you could do, shortening contingencies, waiving contingencies, appraisal gap clauses, escalation clauses, all these things built into that form with the competitive buyer offer form which in, in this market, I mean, it's, it's insane. I mean, there's some properties in my market, it's got 20 offers on it. So you're writing so many offers up for these clients. Um, a, you know, being able to have a template like that would be, you know, fantastic, I feel like for, for agents. And so as soon as you select which template you wanna send based upon the scenario, you send it off to them, you can either text it to them or you can email it to them. And then your buyer gets a notification on their phone or on their email or whatever, and they pull up the form and they see this beautiful form with your, your picture and your contact information, and then the questions that they need to answer with videos and explainer text um, within that. And then as soon as the buyer fills all that information out, it, then you get a notification as the agent, hey, you know, John and Susie just filled out their offer form. Here's the summary page. And then you can look at that summary page, make sure all the information looks good, plug that into your state forms. And then you can also use that as a cover letter for yeah. the listing agent that, it's hey, huge. here's the summary of our terms. And so that way the listing agent doesn't have to go through 55 pages of contract and they see what what the, the terms are right there. Are, are you shocked at how many agents don't use a cover letter, especially in a multiple sort of, you know, buyer offer situation? Yeah. It's 
having a summary page, if you do nothing else, everyone listening, create a summary page, make it really easy for the other agent to go, okay, I get it. And then present it to the client. So what what you've done too is is huge because I just want, want to make this point. I'm sure everyone's already figuring this out. But one of the things Cody has in his forms is explainers. So he has the option to, to have information about things like earnest money, different contingencies, so that he doesn't have to, not that you wouldn't educate your clients, of course you would, but isn't it great to systematize things that the same question you get asked over and over and over and over again, hey, I've got a little explainer video here that you can access so that you get, and if you have more questions, let me know. But I, I wanted to create this so that you could watch it and understand it at your leisure. That's in and of itself a huge time saver. Aside from all the offer uh, technology that that exists in, in filling out the form, which is amazing too, just the ability to say, here's how all of this works is gotta be just amazing because your clients then are directed to do their homework and watch the video and learn about it. And then you can discuss things with them, but you're not having to have that same exact conversation over and over with, with you know different buyers. And, and, and what's amazing too, is I feel like I work with a lot of different buyers from all sorts of different backgrounds, first time home buyers, investors, so on and so forth. And this investor client that I've worked with for, for many years, we're really close friends. And I was talking about offer form. He's like, oh, you know, that's really cool. Um, and, you know, I was like, you know, talking about like earnest money and stuff in there. He's like, oh, that's cool. But, you know, I wouldn't really need that. I know what earnest money is. I was like, okay, well, can you tell me what earnest money is? He's like, yeah, it's your down payment. <laughs> And I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not really your down payment. So I like had to like sort tell them, of, okay, but not here, really. <laughs> here's what it is. So I feel like there's a lot of like people out there that maybe have bought one or two homes and they just assume they know what earnest money is. And they're too prideful to ask their realtor what it is. So maybe when they're cool. filling out this form, they can just yes. click that little 35, 45 second video and they're like, wow, okay, that's actually what earnest money is. Yeah. And that's a really good point. There are, everyone thinks, well, my client knows what it is. They haven't asked me Mm -hmm. about it. They must know, or they Googled it or something. And it's like, well, a lot of times people are just embarrassed. I truly, to this day, we have 800 agents. This is, this is a a real embarrassing revelation, but I don't practice real estate myself. I have a license, but I don't use it. Um, So if you were to ask me to really explain the purpose of earnest money, I would be, I would have, I would have trouble because I would go, I don't even get why it's necessary. It doesn't really seem to matter. At least in Illinois, like you can still get it back. It, it, it doesn't really seem to do anything except everybody does it. So if a client asked me that, I would struggle. So and I'm in the business. And so the idea have, of having um, things like that, where maybe people are a little embarrassed to ask about it, or they feel, well, I'm, you know, especially if you're buying in, in a higher price point, maybe there's a bit of like, I feel sort of stupid asking questions. You have the ability for them to get their answers without them feeling embarrassed to ask. And that in and of itself is awesome too, because you're servicing the client without putting them in a position where they're like, um, I know this is the fourth house I bought, but I don't really remember what earnest money is, you know? And, and again, we don't, we wouldn't think that was embarrassing, but it might be to that person. They might feel embarrassed. So that that's a huge win right there because so much of the buying process, even if you've done it over and over again, as, as a non-agent, as just a, you know, a buyer, uh, and a seller, um, it, it's, we don't remember, you know, outside of being realtors, we don't remember the process unless you're just, you know, constantly doing it. So I love that you have those explainers. I think that is so huge. Tell us about how does offer form work? So do you, you charge the agent using it? Is there, a, is it a subscription? Yeah. Um, is it a yeah. per use fee? How does it work? Glad, glad you asked. So offer form. And, and what I knew as an agent going into this is I understand that agents are cheap. 
and agents are being <laughs> they are <laughs> agents are being hit up with MLS dues, um, lockbox dues, educational dues, um, website brokerage dues, dues I mean, brokerage dues. I mean, so many different fees. I was like, I have to design this in a way that can we can give this away for free. And so that's what we did with Offerform. Is it's actually a free product. You can use every function within Offer Offerform for free. You can create forms. You can customize forms edit them, put videos and stuff on them and, and all that. And it has saved me so much time in my business by using this that I, and, and in my team, literally, since we started using this on my team, literally no one else wants to go back to using any other way of gathering this data. They just send out the offer form. Um, so it, it's really great. And your audience is probably wondering, okay, that's great. That What's the great. catch? What's <laughs> the catch? And so the catch is we have, it's like a freemium model. So the only yeah. difference between our free model and our premium model is we have referral partners built into our steps. So we're going to have a question that says, would you like to get a home warranty? Here's the benefits of getting a home warranty. And if your client says, yes, I'd love to get a home warranty, we get paid by a home warranty company that we've partnered with for um, selling the home warranty. And then we have another question that says, would you like to get a free quote on homeowner's insurance, which the lender is going to require this anyways. Yeah. So it saves your buyer time by not having to track down their agent. And if they do want to, they can compare the quotes. So we've, we've got a couple partners that we're able to, you know, get a little bit on the back end. But if your client says no, they don't want to listen to, or they don't want to hear from a warranty company or don't want to get a um, insurance quote, then it's, it's the same exact tool. It's just totally free and super powerful. Wow, that, that that's amazing. And of course you have to, you know, make money in this business. And that is a perfectly reasonable, I don't even want to call it a trade-off because most agents don't even offer warranties to their clients anyway. Um, so I think having affiliate relationships and and you know, with some of those providers, which are actually providing good services uh to those those buyers is makes all the sense in the world and really uniquely positions offer form to be that's that freemium sort of model. And here's the good news, guys you can go use this right now. Just go visit offerform.me and offerform.me and, and test it out, use it, try it. Um, I, I absolutely think it's brilliant. And the fact that it's free, you know, with, with some of these affiliate uh, deals attached to them, I think is still the deal of a century. Um, every other software provider I know has subscription fees. And I know that you might even have some premium options as well that, that you're rolling out. But for now, this is, this is how it works. It's free for all agents to try and use. And again, um, I just absolutely think it's such an incredible value, um, not just because it's, it's, you know, cost effective being free, um, but it's also just going to save you in your time and all the time it takes to, to build all of these tasks that are not, I mean, technically, I guess they ultimately result in the commission, but they don't result in business building activities. Um, so I, I love it. Um, so what's the best way that somebody could test offer form uh, out? Yeah, so we are almost ready for people to start testing it. We're not quite there yet. We have not officially launched yet. Um, we are officially planning on launching this within the next one to three months, just depending on, on how quickly we're pushing our developers hard to get this thing out the door, because we've got agents beating down our door basically to try this thing out and people reaching out even from Canada saying, wow, this sounds amazing. I want to use this here in Canada and, and all that. Um, but yes, if somebody wants to get on our beta list and get on our, our list for when we launch, 
just go to offerform.me. We've got a coming soon button there. You just click that, put your information in. As soon as we're ready to get you to start using the product, we're going to send you out an email and uh, can't wait for to see all the beautiful forms that you guys create. And what, what's really cool is we want this to be a, huge, a big community. So you actually have the ability to share these forms with the offer form community, with other users, with your team. Um, so if you create a really cool form that you think other agents would benefit from, you can share that uh, with the rest of the offer form community or your team. I love it. Um, everyone go visit offerform.me, get on their mailing list. Maybe they'll open up the beta for you. And of course, I, I hear it keeping it real. We are going to be announcing when it officially drops live. Um, I, I think this is this is a real game changer in the industry. There, there are other offer companies, um, but I don't think they're do, you know, offer, you know, beautiful offer templates sort of companies, but I don't think anyone's doing what you're doing, which I love, which is really eliminating a lot of the busy work uh, that goes into this and also explaining a lot in, along the way to the buyer. So everyone go visit offerform.me, sign up for their beta. Uh, they'll keep you um, up to date with emails about when it's dropping. And uh, we're, we're big fans. We couldn't be happier to, to be able to expose our audience to this. Um, and everyone should be checking it out. So just hang tight for another month or, or three and it'll be dropping live, but get on their beta list now um, because it might not be free forever as well. So that's another good point. So go to offerform.me, sign up for their beta and, and for their announcements. Um, Cody, thank you so much for being on our show. This was a, a really fun conversation. I love people who build things and you are somebody who is doing that. I'm, I suspect you have other ideas coming. Uh, so we will stay in touch and find out how your business is growing. And hopefully our community of listeners really takes, uh, takes uh, offer form uh, seriously and starts using it as soon as it goes live. Thank you for, uh, for being on our show. Awesome. Thanks, DJ. Really appreciate it. And uh, thanks to all your listeners. All right, guys. Thanks. We I got to run. And so does Cody. So we will see everybody on the next episode. Please, two quick things. Please tell a friend about this episode. You, every single buddy listening, every single person listening knows another agent that is frustrated with working with buyers. Send them a link to this episode so they can learn how to better, uh, to write better offers, to, to make sure that the information is accurate and also to educate their buyers along the way. Send them a link to this episode. And also, please leave us a review, whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts, formerly iTunes, or Spotify, Pandora, Stitcher, uh, Google Play, wherever. Let us know what you think of the show. Let us Leave us a review that helps our visibility, helps us grow, and also lets us know what you think about us. So well, it helps us improve. So thanks on behalf of the audience. We thank Cody for his time. On behalf of Cody and myself, we also thank the audience for supporting our show. Support offerform.me. He's a good guy. This is a great product. And oh yeah, it's free. How cool is that? All right, Cody, thanks so much. I'll see, we'll see everyone on the next episode. Awesome. Thanks guys.